Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. You guys know what song this is? This is a song for winners. This is a song for a winning team. Your Vancouver Canucks. When the Canucks win, you win. The PP1 Podcast is back for another, a fifth straight post-game recap. Because they winning, baby. And you know what, Brady? I know. Canucks are still standing. Hell yeah. Canucks still standing, baby. Five straight wins for the Vancouver Canucks. Who would have thunk it, man? Uh, especially against the champs. Like, uh, I don't think they really maybe deserve this game, but uh, it was nice to see them like kind of regroup after that kind of god-awful ha- last half of the third period. Obviously, they had something going on in the locker room, and they they battled back, and Bo Horvat was Mr. Captain Clutch. I disagree with you. I think they did deserve that game, and they let him off the hook. Yeah, maybe a little bit, right? To steal another coach's... That's not not bad. Like, Horvat... Or, sorry, uh, Markstrom definitely kept him in the game for sure. But uh, they kept kept him on the perimeter pretty good again. I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, you you can't be letting teams back in like that. St. Louis is a good team. They've clearly shown that, you know, this season. They showed it at the end of last season, winning it all. But um, my dad was just over about midway through the second, and... It was still 2 nothing at the time, and he goes, they need to get that third one or they're going to come back. And he says, mm-hmm. they got to get that third one. Because the Canucks, they haven't been able to really, you know, put the foot to the throat kind of thing and just, like, end it kind of thing. And I, I think this was one of those games where they had some opportunities. Again, a little puck luck either way. Definitely some missed calls. Um, I think maybe both sides, but definitely against the Canucks. Um, but somehow they're resilient enough to come back and what a way to finish it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm saying before, like Bo Horvat, he's just, he's an absolute bull right now. And he's just taking this series by the horns. And uh, he's reminded me of what kind of when Kessler took over for Nashville, he's got four goals in two games and he's doing it in style. Like, yeah. They, these aren't garbage goals. These are nice, fancy goals, like career setting milestones for the guy. Like I'm talking like the best goals of his career. Yeah, you're right. Every one of those goals there's something that you could hang your hat on on your, you know, when it's all said and done. Like, these are goals people are going to remember. Um, the, the opening goal, short-handed, end-to-end, two dipsy doodles. Like, there's a few jock straps that are still on the ice from that first one. And then, <laughs> out of nowhere, as he said in the post game, um, you know, they, they quickly realized they needed to get back into this one after the third. And, you know, Quinn with that amazing pass. And you always just think, like, because we've seen it so often where they get a breakaway and then things fizzle out. It happened a couple times this game. And then he just goes in and just buries it on Bennington. Yeah, absolutely, man. Bennington, 
It's going to be a completely different series if Bennington's playing any better than he is. He's been pretty bad. Like, that's five straight losses for St. Louis, and he's averaging, like, four and a half goals against per game, and they're only letting about 20, 25 shots a game, too. So not really a great effort from Jordan Bennington. He's definitely got to turn it around, or the Canucks are going to snatch the series up pretty quick. So let's get into Bennington quickly. You clearly saw that story um, in the second period, I think it was, when they were talking about... um, Bennington's his blocker and his trapper. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I guess he switched his uh, his his pads out. Did he not? Um, he ended up. I think they said he kept his pads, but he switched up his uh, blocker and trapper. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's that's a goalie that's thinking things way too much. And yeah, everyone that knows how superstitious goalies are, how particular they are. I mean, you look at the way guys tape sticks, the way the guys get dressed in the locker room goalies are like a hundred times crazier than that so when you switch up your gear in a playoff series after one game you're someone's on your skin and i mean that to me that's one of those things that now that we know that the canucks are in his head that's scary that to me if i'm a blues fan i am worried and not i'm not worried because of the canucks i'm worried because the goaltender that did it all for us is definitely second guessing himself, and that is the last position you want to be second guessing. No, for sure. Like you're absolutely right. And like watching that game, I, I don't know what, exactly what period it was. He, I think he either let one goal in or two, but then like he gets a shot right on his pads, like a pretty weak one, and it's clearly right in front of him. But he's so shook right now that he's looking behind him. Like he just has no confidence in himself. He doesn't know where the puck is, and that's when the cap, the, the Canucks have to capitalize on that stuff, right? Yeah, that one, uh, that little trickler there um, towards the end where I think it was an overtime, the one that just kind of dropped down off of Miller, I think it was. Mm-hmm, and it yes. just kind of sat there and you're just thinking, sat there. is this going to be the game winning goal? And I mean, for the, the sake of the game, thankfully it wasn't because it ended up a lot better. But man, I you're right. I am so, so worried. Just again, I follow. I see how goaltenders act like you see their mannerisms. You see how they're thinking. And man, to be in his head right now, I you know that's that's one of those ones where this series could clear it could turn and i like i said it doesn't have anything to do with the canucks aside mm-hmm. from getting in his head cuz their gameplay is clearly uh starting to agitate the blues and we talked about this on the last one um it's it's going to be dicey i think games 3 and 4 are going to be a mess yeah and i think the the crazy thing about it is is like the canucks they're not even firing on all cylinders in my opinion i mean bo horvat's playing great some secondary scorers are playing great um Miller's playing good, but we're not really getting, I don't think we're getting peak performances out of Pedersen and Besser. I mean, they're putting up points, but we're not seeing, we're not seeing them at their full capacity and their full potential. You know what I mean? Like, I think if PD can really get his shot going, like the series could be over quick. And, and on top of that, like I forgot to mention Bennington, he actually let in five goals that game, except Miller's goal was disallowed. So yeah. he, he, he's looking, he's look, looking really shaky, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, this is going to be, I'm going to play Ted today. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think Petey, he's basically what Besser has been all season. He doesn't have like the fancy goals. He doesn't have the premier um, statistics, but uh, he had a power play goal. He had an amazing dish to Pearson, like just absolute sauce to make that happen. And uh, he's doing the little things. He's not getting bugged. He's not looking for a call when guys are trying to rub against them and just basically treat them like garbage. That is a guy that is dialed in. And of all the people, mm-hmm. if he's dialed in right now and Bo's doing all the work as far as the goals are concerned and kind of keeping all the the hype away, 
when Brock and Petey really get going, and it may not be this series if we're lucky enough to see the next one, it's going to get scary. It might even be at the end of this series where they really start turning on. Those are two guys that it's kind of like the Jerome McGinley or Joe Sackett thing. Just leave them be because if they do turn it on, I think they're going to bury you. Yeah, for sure, man. And like on top of that, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Tanner Pearson and his game. Like just the secondary scorers are, they're proving that they can be exactly that. The secondary scorers. I mean, Tanner Pearson, I think is one of those un- really underrated players for this team right now. And he's just, he's constantly showing that he can be there and be clutch in the defensive end, offensive end. He's exactly the right player to be playing with Bo Horvat. And I, I can even say the same about Louis Erickson. He didn't have the greatest game tonight, but again, he's doing the little things right. And um, yeah, I mean, you can't really ask for much more for what we got. I, I've, I've really liked Pearson's game. The one thing I, and I wrote it, I think it was in my pregame for Canucks Army. Shameless plug. Um, Tanner Pearson, after that first 3 nothing game against Minnesota, looks like a completely different player. A completely oh, completely. Di- he completely came out different. so flat in that first game, right? Yeah, and now he's one of their top performers. Um, he, he's had a lot of statistics that are going his way. Um, let's quickly touch on Tyler Myers' injury. We talked about this with Rick, I believe. Uh, yeah. Mr. Scoops himself. And uh, you I, jinxed it, Ryan. Well, I don't think so. I mean, he of all the guys, like he was the guy that was kind of playing a little bit dangerous too. Uh, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, kind of thing. But um, I mean, I hope he's okay. It it wasn't a penalty, and for any of those idiots out there that think it was, you know, it was un- an unfortunate hit, and it was the way that he landed in there. And it is sure uh, definitely quiet when there's no fans, you know, murmuring in the stands. It's just. Mm-hmm. quiet and you're watching like you know hopefully nothing's wrong with them but um they've got another you know a day and a half to to get ready for this one it's not an early game it's the night game so um, i mean at least he skated off right in like and that's a big thing but i got a side with rick dollywell on this one like we we don't want tyler myers going down like nope. i mean he 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 isn't the best defenseman for us for sure but I don't know about you, but I noticed his absence once he was gone in that game. Like the Canucks just kind of folded back. And uh, honestly, I don't think they really deserved that third period at all. And uh, it's kind of scary to think going forward without Myers or really any of our top four guys. Well, maybe they get, uh, is it, well, Ben will be back. So you, we may see. Yeah, but he's probably going to be pretty slow, eh? Like he's been, I think he's been away from the bubble for about three weeks. So to get some practices, practices in would be probably pretty clutch for him yeah. i don't know if you'd want to go with Yolevi or rafferty before that but like i've said like that's why i'm siding with Dollywall. like you really you really want myers to be healthy here absolutely i think the other thing too why they struggled you're playing with five defensemen so you're asking mm-hmm. everybody to step up even your top guys so yeah but did you see how uh hughes's minutes like he only played 20 minutes including the overtime I thought that was pretty low considering Myers only played 19 seconds of the third period. Yeah. I think it, again, it just came down to matchups and pairings. So they probably wanted to make sure that Quinn had the proper pairing every single time and they didn't want to overuse him. I'm sure they're probably still, well, they did move him onto the right side with other at one point. Did they not? Uh, For he, one shift, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still think they'd probably want to make sure that they don't overuse him in, in a way that, you know, puts them at a disadvantage. So 
Yeah. No, it's just weird to see yeah. in the fact that, you know, he's averaging 23, 24 minutes and then including six minutes of overtime, he just, he just barely makes it to 20 with yeah. a guy even out of the game. That's just a little surprising in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you see Stetcher, but it's good though. We, d- we did see more time from Stetcher. Like Stetcher was up to 18 minutes. So he even had Fantenberg around 16. So yeah. we're using our other guys and we wanted to talk, we talked about that and we wanted to do that. So they got the win in the end, right? Yeah. And you brought up Quinn Hughes. So we'll, we'll have him in the middle of the rundown. He gets the GWA NBD LOL. He gets the game winning assist. No big deal. Laugh out loud. So is he, I believe actually Horvat might be leading the playoffs in, in points now, or is he, is he in a tie with uh, Hughes? Um, let's just check here. My guess is it's probably still Quinn, but yeah, I, I mean, well, you got four goals from Horvat right out of the gate there. So, I mean, they gotta be pretty close. I but um, Bo is still... not, that it, not that it really matters, but yeah. it's just good to see like, you know, two great players over a point per game that you don't really expect to be. Bo is still not up there in points, but uh, actually Quinner's even dropped down after today. Um, Heiskanen obviously had a wicked game last night and he, they play. Oh, they Oh yeah. He had a phenomenal game. We're going to be talking about him too in the next few years, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah. Quinn Hughes, what? Seven, seven points. I'm not sure where Bo is sitting at. He's probably sitting at six or five. So, Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Well, do you think that yeah, Bo's uh, at six points? So Bo's got six. Yeah, I think that was before tonight, though. So he's got eight now. Well, he's got four goals, right? Yeah. Yeah. So four, and it's updated. But I think they're not—they're not including the ones from the the play-in oh, series. He's maybe. got four in just the last two games. So yeah. Yeah, but um, what was I going to say here? We were talking about Edler. Um, mm-hmm. Edler, um, that terrible clear. Um, he kind of got a little bit of high stick, I guess, kind of played it off and like, he's whining to the ref a bit and then just the worst clearing by him. And then after he cleared it, where was, where was the rush to get back? Like, I mean, he just let, uh, what was it? Sammy Blay right in and, you know, backhand top shelf. That whole sequence, actually, I was really mad about. You started mm-hmm. off with Markstrom. Markstrom, it's that clear. It, it was coming and that was the goal. I don't think that was maybe the ultimate one. That was definitely the goal where him playing the puck cost them a goal because he plays mm-hmm. it off the glass. He's trying to go for what he believes is a sure thing. He's got guys that he can dish the puck to. I know he's trying to get it out of the zone, but he plays it off. Edler makes the play. Missed call on the high stick. That should have been a penalty. There's a guy right there. You know, Edler, it's that split second. That whole that whole process, that whole play um, came off of the, the missed clearing attempt. And then obviously Edler was the second part of that. So I actually kind of put Markstrom on that a little bit. And unfortunately he wasn't able to back himself up when it came down. I I thought the goal probably should have been saved. That was probably a play Markstrom would like back. But again, I think we're breaking down the the nitty gritty stuff, which is good because I think there are things to work on and things to fix for this team. But oh, definitely a two nothing like, series win. They is can't amazing. win this series the way they're playing after that game. I mean, nope. I, th- I thought they were lucky to get away with it. Like they're they're getting almost doubled in shots on a nightly basis. I mean, I kind of I was just gonna ask you, like, what do you think, Ryan? Like, what do you think the Canucks have to do? What do they have to change if they want to close this series out? I think one thing 
I still don't see what I want to see on the power play. I think it still can be better. They're not utilizing the the Canucks power play that was elite, the one that Pedersen scores every time, the one that Besser used to score every time. They don't have the power play that is, you know, making everybody be honest on the ice where you take a penalty, you're going to pay for it. Um, other than that, I, I do think the Canucks are playing a pretty solid game. I don't think they're as physical as maybe mm-hmm. we'd like, but I don't know if necessarily physicality is going to be the name of the game in this series. I think for them to be disciplined, they're clearly not getting any calls, so they can't look for any. I think those are going to be a couple of the big ones. Other than that, I think Markstrom has looked really good through two games. Yeah. He's let in goals. I mean, that's part of it. You're going to let in goals as well. But I would say the power play and probably just staying disciplined because I think they can beat them. If if they play the way they're playing, they got to be a little bit smarter and they can't get as lackadaisical. But maybe that was part of having um, 5D and, you know, I guess letting a team back in is, you know, is, is room for improvement. So this is a mm-hmm. team that they can beat. I, I think the Canucks are actually matched up and I don't know if the Blues are necessarily all in on this series they were one of the teams that voted to not go into the bubble. So, um, Oh really? Hey, yeah. So I didn't know that. I think this is going to hang on them. So is this the worst for them? I don't know, but the Canucks are definitely playing for keeps and Bo Horvat has clearly put this team on his back. Oh, hundred percent. He's been like absolutely fantastic. I like he could win this series single-handedly the way he's playing. Uh, like I said before, shades of Ryan Kessler in 2011. Um, He's making Bennington look silly. And if he keeps playing the way he does, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jake Allen in game four. Yeah. Not game three, but game if four. he has one more bad game, like he's got five straight losses. I know we've already talked about it, but he's just, he ain't looking like that Calder finalist from last year. He ain't looking like that Stanley Cup winner. He ain't looking like Jordan Bennington. Yeah, I feel he should have gotten a better shake for the Calder votes, but. Uh... <laughs> There's a guy named Elias Patterson. Yeah, I'm sure that's... that guy is sick. That Stanley Cup, I'm sure, is making him feel okay though. That that nice fat diamond ring is a, a nice consolation prize. So yeah, it must be it must be something else to come into the league as a rookie and win a cup, especially as a goaltender. Like, yeah, what more can you ask for? There's only a few guys who've done that, and they're, they're usually the greats. You know, yeah. Patrick Waz, Cam Ward's. Well, Cam, not Ward. Cam Ward was great, but he was a good goaltender. Ken Ken Dryden, I think, did it. Yeah, he was okay. He was okay. I think. Did Grant Fear do it in his rookie? I can't remember. I don't think so. So, but uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I gotta ask, who's your dude of the game? Or if you want to do something, we could do like a top three stars or something like no, that. No, we got. I mean, we got to. Stick... was obviously a, a massive dude in this game. Like, I mean, hands down, the yeah. dude. I think. Um, oh yeah, I would love to pick Bo, but I'll I'll leave that if you want to take him. Um, you know what? I I like Tanner Pearson's game. I think he was mm-hmm. he was my uh, for the sake of making this interesting. I really liked his game. It sucks that uh, he didn't bury that wide open net to really put this game away. Um, but he he's seen that he's seen the game the way a goal scorer sees the game. He's definitely making the plays that matter. He's making smart passes. He's scoring goals. I think those are the that's the ultimate. Uh, sign of uh of talent is putting the puck in the net and he's he's been one of their big contributors and he isn't one of their best players but he's playing like one of their best players so tanner pearson you are my playoff performer of the game you are my dude of the game yeah that's a good one i mean you can't go wrong with that uh just to stray away from off the obvious bo horvat jacob markstrom they played f- phenomenal obviously but i'd like to give a little shine a little light on zach McEwen. 
all the way from PEI. Um, he had a lot of energy. He had a ton of energy, came out, had a big fight, a couple hits. Uh, you know, he didn't get on the scoreboard, but he looks a lot better than Jake Vertanen, and, and we need that kind of energy from him. So big game for McEwen, and it's good to see. Fair enough. I mean, I think it's safe to say, everybody, when you're listening to this, we're trying not to pick Bo Horvat because obviously <laughs> he was the greatest player in that game. He had mm-hmm. two highlight reel goals in the same game, a shorty and an overtime winner. Like that's a good day at the office folks. That's, oh, absolutely. that's, that's finding a hundred bucks on your way to work. And then, uh, you know, somebody loans you their Porsche for the weekend. Pretty yeah, good like, day. I mean, Horvat is living his absolute best life right now. Like just look at what he's done in the last year. He's become, captain of the Canucks then he leads the Canucks into the play since the playoffs gets married has a kid and now he's absolutely killing it in the playoffs and he's leading against the Stanley Cup champions two nothing he's got four goals in two games like what more can you ask for the only thing you can ask for is the Stanley Cup and the way he's playing man it ain't impossible this ain't October yet (laughs) we're getting there we're getting there who's your who's your guy of the game ah man um just off the top of my head, I'd, I'd have to go, maybe just because I was upset at the time, but Erickson, I thought he was uh, pretty pretty laxy-daisy on that uh, final minute of play when he's supposed to be out there getting our insurance goals. That's what he's paid for, the big $6 million. But he just looked tired out there. Um, he kind of coughs up the puck, and then petrolangelo has got it on the line. And he should be he should be pressuring that man. What's he do instead? He falls back, lets uh, Petrolangelo step up clap, and shoot one wrist shot, gets by him, and then it's a tie game with six seconds left. I just wanted to see a little bit more from him in the final minute. I think that's fair. Now that now that Louis actually uh, delivering in this this playoffs, I think it's fair that uh, yeah. I mean he he didn't do what we we've been kind of asking him. He did a lot of the little things, but I yeah. guess I guess we expect more from. Uh, <laughs> little things louie if if he's not doing those little things so what about you ryan who's your guy of the game i thought uh, i mean i want to go with jake but jake's not my guy oscar fattenberg didn't have a great game <laughs> he always seems to be a fallback for us eh? he's just an easy guy to pick on but he just... you don't get to pick on myers it's who do you go to on d it's usually Oscar Fattenberg. <laughs> but the thing was, like, he was noticeable, and it yeah. it wasn't necessarily for good reasons. I really didn't like that. Like, he just didn't bring anything to this game. I mean, even Jake was getting involved, and he was in the scrum there. But like, Fattenberg is just like, yeah, I get he's eating minutes, and they do need him to do that. But I don't know. I I need more. Like, you want to you want a team if they're going to be going all the way, and I mean, who's to say they can't? You want mm-hmm. you want all six of your defensemen to be doing at least something, and if they're not doing something, don't be noticeable. That was yep. the the great reason why Chris Tanev was so amazing when he came up, um, you know, on the big run in 2011. You didn't notice him, and when you did, it was for good stuff. Like he yeah. he just played it so so smoothly, and I just I really don't like his game right now. It doesn't mean that they should pull him, but I got to pick somebody to pick on and yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was gonna ask you at the end. Like, say say Myers is okay to go for game three. Like, do you do you consider taking Fattenberg out or no? No, at this point, you stick with everything that you've got. You're, You're up to nothing, right? You may as well. Yeah. At the same time, I think 
I wouldn't mind seeing Jordy Ben when he is available for them. He just had his first practice on Wednesday, I think. Um, okay. So Wednesday or whatever, Thursday. So he does have a practice under his belt. He's probably going to need at least another one. Um, but you know how coaches are. They're not going to rock the boat if they don't have to. So at this point, leave everything the way it is. Myers has looked good. I thought he was having a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets hurt, which really sucked. And it did. It it plays on you. When you're asking the other five guys to add more minutes and up their game, they can't play to the level that, that they were playing before that happened. You're asking them to do more with mm-hmm. with less. So it's uh they don't not every one of those guys is Quinn Hughes, and even if they were, then there's only five and there's not six. Yeah, it's a bit of a scary situation situation on the back end. I mean, we don't we really don't want to lose another defenseman, that's for sure. But no. uh I mean, I'm really happy about the results of tonight. I don't think we deserved the win completely, but I will take the win. And like, who would have thought we'd be up to nothing in this series, man? I mean, it wasn't impossible, but I don't think a lot of people had that. Let's maybe close out on one uh, big play. That Markstrom save, that yeah. uh, the massive scramble that who knows how the puck stayed out. That little save right at the end there. And I don't think it hit Pedersen or did it. Well, oh. That was Pedersen's Was save. it? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, okay. Pedersen completely stopped that one. That Big w- move by him. That was the defensive play of the game right there. Yeah, completely. And I'll uh, I'll go to the other end here for the offensive play of the game. Obviously, the first goal of the game, shorthanded. Gypsy doodle, not once, but twice, then puts it away just like Bull Horvat knows how. How many times did you say that was nasty when that went in? It was absolutely nasty. It was filthy. It was disgusting. But all at the same time, it was absolutely beautiful. I think we can end with that. This has been another PP1 podcast post-game Canucks win recap. Hopefully, we'll be talking to you guys on Sunday night. I'm Ryan. I'm Braden. Have a great evening, folks. Peace out. Go. Go Canucks, go. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.